Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Sasha Janssen, who is a purpose-driven real estate entrepreneur based in Frankfurt, Germany, where he, where he runs Janssen & Co. to build and manage real estate investment portfolios for other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and families. He and his team have worked with renowned professional investment firms such as the Blackstone Group, GE Capital, or the Royal Bank of Scotland. Sasha is 49, married with three kids between one and 10, Wow. And is on his journey to build a lasting legacy for his family and the next generations. He hosts the True Wealth Project podcast to inspire others to build their own legacy. And you can learn more about him at jansenco.com. That's spelled J-A-N-Z-E-N-C-O.com. Sasha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, very thrilled to have you. I love how uh, in your bio, you are really focused on purpose-driven entrepreneurs and families. Um, and so let, let's start with that. What, what led you or what inspires you to just focus on people who maybe, you know, want to do more than just live life, but live a life of intention and purpose? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I mean, it, it, it wasn't something that was there all of a sudden. It, it kind of developed uh, over a number of years. And I, I, th I think what really sparked it off was, was two things. When I set up my, my, my business back in 2004, mm -hmm. and actually prior to that too, um, I just noticed that a, the, a gradual decline in, in, in values, common decency, and, and mm. just, you know, uh, into human behavior generally, and um, I think it was just more more um, pronounced, or I, I, at least I notice it more more distinctly after we had our first child, so back in 2010. Wow. Mm -hmm. And because I mean, all of a sudden, my my entire thinking sort of uh, you know it, it, it sort of extended uh, by an entire generation because uh, you know I started asking myself the question, you know, why why am I doing this? And and, mm. and how are my, my kids going to live uh, when, when I'm no longer there? Mm. So it basically opened, opened up a, a whole range of questions that started me on that journey, basically, to think about, you know, what's my purpose? What, what, what is other people's purpose? And, and how can I make sure that my, my kids inherit um, a, a world worth living in, basically? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, I think that's really powerful. And I tend to find that a lot of people start to take their life a little more seriously when they have kids. And so yeah, the fact yeah. that you mentioned, um, you know, in 2010, you have your first child and you're like, whoa, you know, because essentially that's, that's, you know, that's your heart out in the world. And it's like, are you going to, you know, give that like, I think, I think there's something about like wanting cr to create a better future for them. And we only think of that when we have something that literally we created, you know, <laughs> out of that. And, and today you have three kids under 10. And so I can imagine, you know, that you have more conviction and passion and purpose to do what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, it, it, it starts with, with our uh, behavior, uh, in, you know, in, in the environment and how we treat our environment. And, and, and but it's, you know, it, it, it basically, 
extends into all areas of life. And, and uh, the, the, I mean, there are so many areas where you can ask yourself the question, you know, what's the world going to look like in, in 20, 30, 50 years? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the, those are time horizons that my kids will hopefully experience. And, mm. and hopefully that they will be in a world uh, that is, is worth living in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in the meantime, Sasha, we are, as you know, we are in a very interesting time in history uh, with the pandemic. I'm just curious to know, uh, what does the new normal look like for you nowadays? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know whether we've actually found the new, new normal yet. Uh, <laughs> still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still very much in the midst of it. And mm. um, I also think that that economic effects and, and, and uh, effects on society are still in the making. Uh, so I don't think we've seen the, the seen and heard the last of of the pandemic and its effects. So mm-hmm. I, I think really that that it's very hard to tell where it's all going to end up. Um, um, it, it, it's just everything is in flux, basically. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. We, our business has not really been affected uh, very much so far, but. Um, uh, I mean, properties need to be managed in good and bad times. So that's a good yeah. thing for us, basically. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, of course, uh, you know, if you think about the investment aspects, it's it's been become more difficult to um, to find interesting assets because, first of all, the future of a lot of assets is basically in question. Right. right. And also at the same time, the prices have have gone up, at least in Germany. And uh, I'm not quite sure what it's like in in, in other countries, but in Germany, we've still seen a, a rise in prices across many sectors. Uh, and I think that's that's basically uh, well, almost panic buying. Mm-hmm. Investors want to you know want to invest their money. There's there's a lot of money pouring into the markets and and trying to find a home. So it's it's not becoming any easier. Wow, yeah, no, I I can only imagine. But you know, uh, properties need to be managed, as you mentioned. So at least you have uh, you and your company have that going for you. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're basically we're still looking uh, looking uh, ahead in a in a in a positive manner, uh, but uh, you know we we will be affected one way or another by by some effects, of course. I mean, we've we've had uh, tenant delinquencies here and there, but mm. it's it's not been too bad. So so it's uh, you know knock on wood, and uh, hopefully it'll be okay. But you never know. I'm I'm sure we will uh, you know feel some of the effects at some point. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's go back a little bit, um, Sasha, and talk about, I know that I have in my notes here that you have been in business since 2004, which is absolutely a long time. So congratulations. That's what, 16 years now at this time. Uh, How did you start? What what did life look like for you before 2004 and before you decided to start your company? I've I've been I, I basically I studied uh, real estate and finance in in London, and after that I I came to Frankfurt to work for uh, you know big name firms like uh, JLL, then G Capital, and uh, before I set up um, together with one of my former bosses uh, the the Frankfurt office for um, an international um, real estate um, advisory firm, mm-hmm. and then after about a year or two we just had different opinions about the way we, we, we uh, work together and the, the way the, the, the business was supposed to be managed. So it was for me at the time as, as the junior partner in the equation to leave. And, and that was the point when I decided mm. to set up my own business. Um, so, you know, I've, I've had a very good career up until then. And then uh, from one day to the next, I, you know, I had to uh, take care of myself. So I started from my living room basically and uh, quite soon realized that wasn't really for me. So I rented a broom cupboard sized office in the Frankfurt station district area, which was very uh, interesting in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then you know it, things went from there i took on my first uh, employee uh, and then uh, we had the second and then we had to move offices because everything was too small we moved to nicer offices and so on and so forth and today we're a small team of of seven uh, we have nice offices in frankfurt's west end and you know things are generally okay and good yeah oh that's really awesome i'm i'm really happy to hear that um, I, I think it's interesting how um, you had the option to work from home and you're like, no, I don't like this. And so <laughs> you decided to get an office. And I think that's really awesome. Has things changed since the pandemic? Like, do you do you tell your employees to work from home now? Um, well, because we're a small team and we have, uh, you know, spacious enough offices, uh, you know, we, we, we do still uh, come into the office. But even even prior to the pandemic, um, at least one of our team members, uh, you know, used to work from home uh, for part of the week. So mm. she continues that basically. And um, so I, I, I leave it open to people if they want to work from home or not. But people tend to want to come to the office, which oh, very I, cool. is a good sign. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good sign that, you know, your employees enjoy. You have some kind of company culture where they enjoy being there. Because I think yeah. uh, a lot of people, a lot of employees who are working home nowadays, they're actually liking it. They're like, oh, I like being at home. I like, you know, being in my PJs and being comfortable. I like spending time, you know, with my kids. But I can imagine that when everyone is home, it is hard to concentrate. And so it's great that you kind of gave them that safe haven of an office, <laughs> you know, to still come in and set those healthy uh, professional boundaries. Yeah, I think it's also because people, you know, they want the social interaction, they want to, uh, you know, talk to their teammates and, and, and you know, exchange views and, 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 and uh, just basically bounce problems off each other and, and that sort of thing and, and just have a chat generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about your company, Sasha. I have here in our notes that you provide real estate service in Germany for investors. And so if investors do work with you, what does that process look like um, in terms of providing that service? Well, we uh, we work on different levels. I mean, uh, to start with, we, we just basically provide a, a plain vanilla property management service. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyone who's got a uh, an investment property in Germany, you know, could come to us and say, would you like to manage it for us? And we would happily do that. Um, but, uh, you know, over and above that, we, we also provide asset management services. So, so basically, we, uh, we, we don't just uh, collect the rent and, and do the service charge reconciliation and that sort of thing. But we also take on the, uh, the owner's perspective and, and develop a business plan for an asset and then execute that on behalf of the owner. Mm-hmm. And we even go further than that because we also started uh, back in... I think 2006, seven, it was, we started investing ourselves and we generally do that together with partners. And, um, you know, there, there we actually take part of the ownership for the asset and, and uh, which is ba- basically very good for uh, alignment of interests. Mm-hmm. Mm, so we awesome. have the same interest as the, as the, as the partner who invests with us. And, uh, and then we provide the services in, in developing the business plan and executing that and managing the property on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a, a very collaborative experience. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically, we we you know we uh, develop these business plans. Uh, we have an idea. Uh, sometimes the owner has an idea, and then we sit together and and decide on what the actual strategy is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Wow. So tell me, in the uh, 15, 16 plus years now that you've been in business, what would you say you are most proud of uh, with your company? Oh, that's a good question. Well, first of all, I'm I'm proud that we're still alive. I've seen yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good start. <laughs> I've seen many, many uh, start up and, and close their business after a few years because it Absolutely. just became a bit too cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, you know, we, we've not had uh, huge, enormous growth, but we've had organic, healthy growth uh, in terms of uh, the team size, in terms of the assets under management. We have a pretty uh, impressive uh, list of reference clients that we've done some work for, even though we are a very small business. And um, so I think generally we've done, we've done quite well. And, mm-hmm. and I've started to, uh, back then in 2004, to build a business for the long term. And we're still on that journey. Uh, but I think we're, we're, you know, things are paying off now. And, mm. and it's, it's, it's just uh, apparent in, in the team too. I mean, as I said, you know, they like coming into the office, which I, you know, really, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. It's, it's, it's a really, um, uh, I, I like seeing that, you know, it's, it, yeah. that's, that's the kind of business I wanted to build back then. And, and I think, you know, we may not be quite where I want it to be, but, uh, you know, we're getting there. Yeah. And I think, you know, just going back to the company culture from what it sounds like, the fact that your uh, team likes to show up and likes to be in the office, um, I think will uh, withstand, you know, a lot of obstacles that a business can go through. I mean, the last thing you want to do is deal with disgruntled employees and disgruntled teammates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, so, you know, that, that gives me great pleasure to see that. And, and I think, you know, uh, our clients, uh, I, I think it's fair to say, are, are quite happy too. And, and, you know, it's not always been, been uh, everything has been successful, but, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've made mistakes here and there and, and had bumps on the road. But I think the, the, the main thing that I take away from my, my experience as an entrepreneur so far is, you know, be, be persistent and you will win at some point. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about Janssen and Co? Um, well, I, th- I think uh, the, the the general gist uh, has come across. Um, you know, I've, maybe as as part of my my journey uh, discovering uh, purpose and 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 you know having more of a focus on that, um, I, I would like to mention that I also started a, a podcast. Yes, uh, you did. Yes, <laughs> focuses around those areas, and you know it basically covers aspects of uh, financial structuring. In our case, mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with property, but it doesn't have to, and um, it covers uh, the areas of impact and purpose, and uh, succession or legacy building, mm-hmm. and um, those are the areas that I explore in the podcast. And it started off initially for myself because I wanted to explore those areas for mm-hmm. myself and. Mm-hmm. and to build the legacy for myself and my family. Uh, but then, you know, I, I, I discovered that, you know, it's, it's great fun to let others participate in that. So I think podcasting is a, is a great medium for that. Yeah, yeah. I think, and especially in today's times that I feel like a lot of people have slowed down and they're looking to maybe re-educate themselves or learn something new. Podcasting is a great medium to, you know, consume your content and your education. And so, yeah. And and, and so I think that's really awesome that you host the True Wealth Project podcast. Uh, So another thing that I wanted to ask you, Sasha, is let's go ahead uh, for people. I I know that you uh, mentioned quite often in our conversation and it was mentioned in your bio that you like to focus on purpose-driven clients. How -hmm. do you qualify your clients and how do you, how do you know, you know, what do you do to kind of vet that, you know, they are purpose-driven? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, generally uh, I just have a conversation and in, Mm -hmm. in, in the conversation, it, it becomes apparent quite quickly 
how somebody is motivated and what is important uh, for the person. And, and um, so, you know, you, you read between the lines, basically. Mm. But we do have a, a, a measurement in place in the sense that, you know, we, we want our clients to actively support at least one of the United Nations Global Development Goals. Wow. Uh, you know, there, there are these 17 uh, sustainable development goals and uh, we we basically ask our clients to pick one and and say this is the one that I'm really uh, um, keen about and want to support if if they don't do it already, and uh, you know depending on how that goes we we then take a decision as to whether we we think you know there's a match and and we fit basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think that's awesome, and I really admire that you live a life of purpose and intention, and you reflect that in your business. I was thinking, um, you know, lately because it sounds like a lot of people uh, in business want to, you know, do it more purposely, <laughs> you know, for lack of a better term. And I'm wondering if it's because you know we've gone past like the industrial age, or we've gone past a time where it's not just about being task oriented; it's about you know being human and not let the business um, be the top priority in your life, but you know use your business as a way to support your dreams or or be a vehicle. For you to pursue your dreams and, and really live a, a meaningful life. Yeah, I, th- I think times have have changed, and I mean, uh, a few decades ago in in the Western world, we had you know the the, the, the churches, and and uh, I mean, I, I know it's not it's not the same all over the world, and, mm-hmm. and I think in the in the US, uh, churches have probably still more um, of a role to play than than in in Europe and possibly in Germany in particular, but. You know, I, I think there's really um, the, 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 the decline of churches uh, and, and uh, religion generally and spirituality in generally, uh, mm-hmm. you know, has led to a gap, basically. And, and people are looking for, for meaning and, and mm. that, that needs to be filled somehow. And, and I think, you know, things like the pandemic, basically, they, they uh, bring that to the forefront. And, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people are waking up to, to, to that need, basically, and are trying to find ways to, to live that in their lives. Yeah, and I think it's so, powerful. You know, yeah, oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish oh, your thought. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> we're just basically trying to, to work with that and help that and encourage that and, and empower people to find their purpose, to, to live it and to Basically, you know, in, in terms of the real estate services we provide, basically, we, we want to make sure that people have peace of mind and can concentrate on their actual uh, purpose and in, in life, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that and, and appreciate you explaining that more because spirituality has evolved, I think, in the recent decades, as you mentioned, with the church and how people are seeking for something different or something more or really like challenging what they already believed in. And so part of that is feeling a sense of purpose and really um, understanding your identity ho- uh, fully rather than maybe trusting something else. Uh, something else. I mean, I won't get in, into any more detail than that, yeah. but I appreciate you saying that and how you said that, you know, in order for you to pre-qualify your clients, um, you know, you try to read in between the lines in your conversation with them and try to try to hear if, you know, what their goals and their um, values are. And so um, it's, it's nice because it really adds the human side to real estate where I think for most of us, when we think real estate, we think houses, we think buildings, but we don't think about the people that live in them or the people that run them or, you know, manage them. And so I, I really, uh, like that you add that human um, compassionate component, you know, to your business. 
Yeah. Well, we're, we, you know, we're also trying to find ways to to integrate that type of thinking into our day-to-day operations, which, uh, you know, we're still at the beginning of that journey. But, you know, like just for example, we we, we switched all the uh, the electricity supplies that we control as a, as a property manager to uh, renewable energy uh, sources. And those are small steps that we are trying to uh, implement more and more into our day-to-day operations. You know, we're we're, we're mm-hmm. far from perfect. We've just even you know started on that journey, but you know we're 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 getting there, and um, it, it's also quite exciting to see how the how the team is coming on board with that, and you know they're coming up with their own ideas on, on how how we can do that, how we can avoid plastic, and how we can mm. you know install more energy efficient uh, heating systems, etc. I mean, there's many many angles. Um, that that we try to implement, but it's it's quite exciting to see how that evolves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sasha, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Before we go, any parting advice or closing thoughts that you want to share with our entrepreneurs and small business owners listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur? Well, generally, I think my advice for to to other business owners always is is you know be persistent and you will win. Mm. Um, and and also, I think I can only encourage other business owners to uh, you know think about their purpose and and try to really uh, flush it out and 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 actually live it uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's just so much more fun uh, than just going to work trying to make as much money as possible and mm-hmm. and it's much more fulfilling. So and that's what we're all about at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, we're not robots. <laughs> you know, exactly, we're yeah. people with feelings. We want to have a sense of purpose and we want to feel like we're doing something good for the world. And yeah. part of that is really having that introspective talk with yourself and, and really asking yourself, what do you really want in this life and what do you want to leave behind? Um, yeah. So, Sasha, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure from my side, too. Yeah. Uh, And with that said to our listeners, this is uh, Sasha Janssen. He is the owner and founder of Janssen & Co. You can learn more about him and his company at janssenco.com. Once again, that's spelled J-A-N-Z-E-N-C-O.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. 
Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.